We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Welcome to the totally tubular, bodacious, gnarly, Stormdar Weather Podcast. We love the 80s. Well, we do, you know. Folks, give it up for my favorite weatherman and yours, Randy Luna. Is the Stormdar Weather hey. Podcast the best podcast ever? It's number 10. No duh. <laughs> Like, totally. I think Cher is scared. I'm a little nervous here. <laughs> I'm not sure what we just did. I'm not sure what just know. happened. Well, uh, <laughs> I am literally over here going, what is well, happening so this, right this now? Is, this is what we call trying something different. Uh, basically, <laughs> <laughs> basically, they've lost their minds. And no. I'm the only sane one in the room, oh, which is God. new. I'm wearing all this moose in my hair, and I'm not sure why. Yeah, and I got sparkle jacket <laughs> hey, on. I mean, you come do on. Have your, you have your safe Ferris. Oh, it's so. And yeah. I'm also wearing parachute pants, and they're rubbing no, up against not. my sunburn. No, he's not. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, okay. The reason we did that is because the title of this episode is "We Love the '80s," and I think I might have misguided people. It's we don't. I mean, we like the '80s music, but we, I mean, I was a child of the '80s, so I love the '80s. Yeah, I was a child of the '70s, which I is mean, why I kept playing disco. I was like. <laughs> Now, well, okay, the reason that we did that, today was the first day in how many days that we had a high? At least two weeks. In the low 80s. It's probably longer than that. Oh, my gosh. It's been a while. It's been a while. while. It was well a week. Corey wasn't here. Oh, Corey's back. Welcome back, Corey. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, he's kind of here. He's physically well, he, here. He's wor- you're a workaholic. He's man. physically in the chair. <laughs> we'll see how long he stays awake. Well, the intro was stellar, so I got to I got to give you a, a ding for that. So thank you for doing. You that. know, Cor- uh, Randy and I uh, recorded last week's <laughs> yeah during the day on a Monday because Corey was at work. So this is late at night. These are always late at night. This is almost ten o'clock, and we did it during the day. And I listened to it the other day, and we are so much like perkier. <laughs> Like our speech yeah. is like spot on. You mean during the day? Yeah. Yeah, like, we did it like it. We started like at five or something. We were awake. <laughs> yeah, we, and yeah. alert. And I was like, it is noticeably different. Like we were much more <laughs> alert, and our speech was much more spot on. And instead of like, blah, 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 like where we're usually just like trying to get through it and stay awake. <laughs> Well, podcast <laughs> listeners, welcome back to the late night storm. We're going to be sorry like this. <laughs> Give us a minute. We're going to yeah, yeah. That opener kind of got me awakened. Well, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mixed that. But anyway, yeah, the 80s. We're, a cold front finally came through. The only thing that was a little disappointing about that cold front is it brought rain not to our area. It didn't rain. I got nothing. nothing I got today. some sprinkles out of it. 
So you got a trace, maybe? or Oh, I got a trace. Okay. A trace is from Sprinkles. Wow. Yes. I got nothing. This week, we did get some rain at our house. Oh, yeah. Oh, that We other... got a good rain. Okay, now that, that other system that came through. What day was that? Friday? Oh, shoot. Thursday? I forgot. Yeah. I looked it up, and I forgot to put it on there. Well, Friday. But been... here, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Friday. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, because and I was off that day. it poured at my house for a good hour. See, all that, deve- I watched that. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I watched that down at Blue Eye, just southwest of Blue Eye, and it started bubbling up. And it's like, okay, we got some kind of, like uh, what I thought was a kind of a bear clinic zone, like a zone of, of pressure that's causing convection. Cher's looking at me with glaze in her eyes. I really thought it was just going to like pass us and we weren't going to get anything. Yeah, I did too. But it kept developing towards the Northwest and I kept posting. It's like, you know, we could get something and all of the sudden. The, the thunder and the lightning from whoa, that storm was, it was impressive. Very, very frightening. Very, like on top very, of our very heads. Very, very frightening. We got <laughs> no rain at Savoir City out of all that. You guys got all the rain. Are you we kidding? Got, yeah, but we had rogue drop. lightning strikes right there in the park outside of the storm. It was crazy. Shut us Whoa. down. Whoa. And yeah. I actually had a very dear friend uh, struck by lightning oh, yeah. Yeah, in Branson. Tell people about her, that. Yeah. Uh, she was at her son's baseball game. So um, we're going to we're gonna have her on and let her tell her story. Yeah. Now, now she herself. wasn't severely She's injured. okay. She's she, okay. I mean, she went to the ER. Uh, she was inside uh, the concession stand. So she took cover. They all moved inside okay, to so get she actually, out of it. Okay. That's good. So she thought she was taking cover, but she was leaning on a metal table. And they all saw this flash. She said she felt pain shoot through her wrist and then like out her chest. Oh no! She said it felt like she was being burned with like a thousand cigarettes. Um, Oh my god! She thought, you know, okay, she just kind of got a little zap, like you would from a an outlet or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But she said she blacked out and she could still hear everything going on around her, but she couldn't talk. She kept trying to talk, and her speech was very slurred. So, of course, they called an ambulance. And of course. Watched her heart for a while. But, yes, she's doing well. She's resting. Okay, so she can speak and everything. Is yeah. Going, yeah, all that's good. She said her ears were still ringing yesterday. I don't know about today, but she said her ears were still ringing. You know, ringing I have heard that with people that have had been struck or close to struck by lightning. They say there's this, the ringing, the tinnitus is just. She said it was, yeah, a couple days. And then she wow. said headache and real bad metal taste in her mouth. See, that's weird, the metal taste, because I, I think if, if I bleed, I taste metal. Yeah. Well, so I'm, I was hoping that she was, like, not bleeding somewhere. No, it's just from... But anyway, the she's, shock she's doing good. Um, she's agreed to come on and tell her story. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I want to hear. I, our listeners would love to hear I've, that. You know, and I've tried to convey to her, like, just... She knows. She knows she's a walking miracle. Oh, yes. Because it could have killed her. Oh, yeah. You know, And I, I think... And I have heard this, Corey. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I've heard the lightning itself doesn't kill you. It's the effects of the lightning which will mess with your electric that or, or something. I've, I've heard It'll that. It'll stop your heart. Yeah, because it's. But the light. I mean, I don't I, know. I saw a tree get struck by lightning once, and it killed that tree. Oh, I. Oh, and it started burning in the middle. Yeah. I mean, you basically are know. being burned from the inside out. Well, the you, the heat. I mean, you think about the oh, massive yeah. heat that comes from a lightning it's hotter, strike. It's hotter than the sun. Right. So, and she was just, you know, she wasn't hit a direct. Mm-hmm. It was through some other things. So, you think how bad that well, was. Oh, yeah. What but the metal hit? table. Yeah. The conduction. Oh, my gosh. I was that teasing would've... her. I said, because she has really long hair. I was like, is your hair oh. standing on end? <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. She's like, it might be a little bit curlier than I remember. Well, as long as she's okay, and I mean, and y- y'all are good friends with him, and and I, I actually know her, so I'm, we're going to wait until we actually set up a, an interview with yeah. her. But I really want to interview her and f- get the the firsthand experience of somebody with lightning strike. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, lightning is you, you don't want to mess you don't with play lightning. Play with it. Take it serious. And and I would have never thought like. You know, we take cover. We get under awnings. We get, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. not under a tree. We know that, but you know, an, under a building or whatever. But I wouldn't have thought she was inside of a building, but she was leaning on a metal table. Yeah, well, I wouldn't well, well, have thought. Now, wait a minute. Now she she probably wasn't inside. Was she, she was in, in the concession stand. But does it have an open outside? I mean, I don't know. I haven't. There's been there. probably a big window where people walk up. But and it was order, enclosed inside. But it's an enclosed building. Wow, because they tell you go inside. If thunder roars, go indoors. Right, and that's what I'm saying. So. Uh, you know, she was just right there. It's not a big building. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's a very small building, but it was in. It was under a covering, and just leaning on that metal table. And the, there was two or three people. She said standing near her that kind of felt they weren't touching the table, but they felt like, like a zap too. Okay. But now where was this? When, when, where it this was happened? at the Cedar Ridge Elementary campus. Oh, okay. Camp Branson. Okay. It wasn't at Silver Dollar City. No, no, no. They didn't get anything. Oh, okay. Wait, but Corey was like, you had lightning, lightning going on though. Yeah, we did. They were at a baseball game, though. Yeah, they were at a baseball yeah. game at the Cedar Ridge. It, it's so funny because when I heard the first couple of thunders, I thought, okay, I need to post something. And then you texted me and said, that was loud. They were loud. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, I, yeah. I wanted to leave the, I love leaving my patio doors open when it's raining because I love listening to the rain and the thunder and loud, all that. But mm-hmm. I was watching a baby and she was sleeping and the thunder was so loud. I had to shut the door because it was like it was crashing loud. Well, I got to tell you that these, th- this activity, it it kind of developed. It was it was very narrow because what happened? I got I only got like a third inch. It was like point three seven inches. I didn't get that. I mean, it rained and it rained a, pretty hard for a while. But our buddy Brad, who lives just downtown Branson, which is what do we say, Corey, about two miles. Like two miles away or something. Yeah, like he got uh, 0.85, so he got almost you know upwards of an inch. And I'm sure people in Branson, we we got uh, some comments that it was really raining on 76. And but Silver Dollar City is only what four or five miles west of here, and you all didn't get anything. So this was a very narrow thing. But that was last week, and now with this one. The forecast of the National Weather Service, I'm sorry, they pretty much kind of missed it because they were saying 50% chance. They kept upping the chances, 40%, 50% for Branson. Okay, so we're we're doing all this, and all of a sudden, I get up <laughs> this morning. It's like, okay, nothing happened. Now, my mother in Springfield, she did say that she woke up, uh, Thunder woke her up about, oh, four, four or five o'clock, and she, she kind of opened her eyes and said, oh, it's thunder, and then went right back to sleep. So, <laughs> she's one of these people that can sleep in thunder. I can't. I can't. As long, like I said, as long as I know that it's not something severe, well, severe tornadic, yeah. I sleep great during a storm. Well, now, also when I got up, I checked our, our Stormed Our Weather page on Facebook, and there was some severe thunderstorm warnings tagged on it. Of course, Corey and I were both asleep, so we're not, you know, thankfully, they it just showed up on our page. But it was all north of uh, 44. What was it? Polk County? It started in Kansas, in Pittsburgh, Kansas, and then went over into uh, 
the Lamar, Missouri area, and then over into Polk County, Bolivar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was all north of here, but I thought we would get at least some rain, and I checked our our rain gauge. There's nothing. We got nothing. But the good thing is, got some low 80s. Very nice. I went up to Springfield and hung out with my mom today. Uh, nice north wind. Uh, probably about 10, 15 miles an hour, and temperatures were just absolutely wonderful up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I, wa- let, I want to talk about, uh, this is going to kind of meld into Corey's segment with the Model Minute, <clears throat> so you might want to get your models up there, but uh, the 4th of July weekend forecast, uh, the what the National Weather Service forecast is saying is a chance of showers and thunderstorms uh, on the second and third and maybe four that's going to kind of go back and forth with the gfs but we're but this week we're going to start getting more into the uh meso models which is why i want to check with you because i have not checked with that so for uh the rest of this week which we kind of know what's going to happen for us this week but let's check with Corey on the model minute model minute model minute what do they say it's the model minute so Corey. What's going on with the model? Minute? We have a decent chance of rain Saturday and Sunday. That's it. That's it. This coming Saturday and Sunday? Isn't that 4th yeah, of July the weekend? second and third. Of course it would come 4th of July weekend. Cause, well, you know. I mean, well, we need it. Can't complain. And right, there's not but, much going on in the models after that. It's dry. Oh, oh, we're getting... It's hot and dry. Hot and dry. Wow. So we're just getting these little hit and miss things. Hit and miss. Wow. Not what we call a drought buster by any means. No, I want to get to the drought. I mean, you got some drought stuff. You want to hit that later? Yeah, well, we're not under a drought here. Well, we're getting dry, though. We probably will be, and uh, my guess is we'll be abnormally dry. Well, depending. I, it's so specific that one rainstorm may have affected eastern Taney or western Taney County and not eastern Taney County. Yeah. You know, because it dumped a lot of water and it's all part of the water table. They measure way down in the dirt. Uh, how 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 wet that dirt is, you know. Oh, so, I see what you mean. So if it goes down to western, then that's going to affect their drought. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Which, to our east, is abnormally dry. We don't have a drought right now, per mm-hmm. se. But we're heading there. We're, we're one, one uh, color shade away from drought. We're in the yellow. Orange is drought. Yellow is abnormally dry on the drought monitor. Well, see, that's what I'm afraid of. Because two weeks ago when you were here... There wasn't really anything yeah. going well, on. That's what happens when you go three weeks without rain. Yeah. How much rain do we have this month? This month? This month is June 26th. There's 30 days in June. <laughs> and we're on day 25 June. right now, 26 right now. Yeah. Well, we've had 1.4 inches, which is, you know, that. 1.4? We got all that on Friday. That third of an inch well, you got yesterday. <laughs> that's a third, yeah. Added a lot to that because we were just at like 1.09 before. For yet, for or whatever day that was, Friday. I mean, we're we're not even. I yeah, I have one point four three. Yeah, that's not even an inch and a half for the month of June. Of June, which is coming out of one of the wettest typically months, which we had over ten inches in May. Right. That's how that's how it works. That's how it happens. Man. So, but the models and they're not showing anything. You know, out of hand, get nothing's going to be getting out of hand. You know, but you you mean precipitation or temp wise? 
I'm talking precipitation. Pre- precipitation, yeah. Out of okay. hand, temperature, yeah. We're looking at a, a, above average temps in a lot of that time period. <sighs> but this doesn't account for those models aren't. The GFS, those long-range GFS, they don't count for pop-up storms. That's true. At all. So yeah, because you get a popper, you know, you're, you're going to get, get all some... rain, but it's not a widespread drought buster either. Exactly, when that yes. So, yeah. unfortunately, that's kind of where we're headed right now. Is it's not looking uh, good for uh, crops and uh, anything you know, outdoors, if you have interest outdoors, if you're garden, you better keep it watered. I water my maters twice a day at oh, least. That's right. hey, you know, last week, Shara said that you had to water a lot. You had to water the mater and the peppers or she whatever. She waters them when I'm at work. Wow. He I water usually, them in the morning. He usually waters them in the morning before he leaves, and then I water them in the afternoon. Ah, okay. Wow. I water my tomatoes twice if the temperature goes above 90. And we've okay. been way up there, so sometimes they need watered even more than that. There was one day. I wasn't. I wasn't home. I was busy. I was doing something, and I forgot to water them. <laughs> but I did water them. But it was like a couple hours later than I normally do, and the kids were all coming in the house. I'm like, if Dad asks, we watered these at three. <laughs> He's glaring at me. <laughs> You know what? I knew. Oh, you did not. You <laughs> because I got home and I thought, why is this dirt so wet, Shara? Because they just loved the water. <laughs> so it wouldn't be wet still if you watered them at three o'clock. Well, oh. yeah, well they was they wouldn't have been wet when you came home at seven thirty either, because it was like five when oh, I they, watered them. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I was like, of, okay. Dad asks, we watered the plants at three. <laughs> at three. <laughs> My tomatoes let me know when they're mistreated. <laughs> Oh, okay. See, his tomatoes know how to talk. They can communicate with Honey, Corey. I know you're tired, but when your tomatoes start talking to you, <laughs> that's might be time for a day off. Oh, <laughs> oh my lord. Okay. Well, before we go off the rails, we... why you spend so much time out there with your maters? <laughs> okay, let's get to the next segment. <laughs> All right, it's time for the pollen report. So, Shara, how you doing? I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good too, Corey, and you're fine. I mean, I'm all right. Well, now you had something two weeks ago that I've had a cough for a while now. Okay, and had a guy on my tour coughing all over me one day, and great. Uh, I I, requ- I acquired that cough. Oh, so it's kind of like yawning. Somebody yawns and you yawn too, right. kind of thing. Okay, I still get it every now and then. It's it's. Not as bad as it was, but well, uh, Sharon and I had a uh, last week. We had, we had this. <laughs> uh, like, I was having a couple like just minor issues, like not anything. Big. Well, because we we, we we were talking about the the plantain, and I was trying to tell you plantain is actually a <laughs> like a big banana type thing, right. and or actually you were telling me that, and I was saying, well, it's I think it's a plant, but it looks like a banana, but it, not a banana, but it looks like a banana. But I don't think plantains. Just grow in the wild. <laughs> I don't know. They gotta grow somewhere. I don't know, Corey. What's your what's your thought on the somewhere. plantain? Or do you care? <laughs> do we have them here? I, that's what I'm saying. They gotta be indigenous somewhere, but I don't know if we have them. Well, here. I mean, because well, I look at the Branson Pollen Report on Pollen.com and plantain. I bet they're somewhere in the Midwest. Oh yeah, but but the cooking plantains. I oh. mean, we, no, I've seen them in the store, but I don't know if they grow naturally here. They're probably like Hawaii or something like that. 
But the predominant pollens, I mean, I think grasses... They're actually related to a banana, but they have yeah, a different But texture. grasses are going to be... I think grasses are just going to be the whole season. Uh, plantain. And a new one this week, nettle. Nettle is growing. And I think that is a hot weather plant? Dry weather, drought thing, nettle? I don't know. When I think of nettle, I think prickly. And I think I've... I have to look well, let me nettle. talk to you about this. Okay, talk to There's me. There's a plantain that looks like a banana. Right. They're yes. cooking bananas. Uh-huh. However, the English plantain in Missouri is more of a weed. See? That that's what sense. I was saying. That makes more that's sense. That's it. Thank you. Yes. It's a perennial herb. Oh, perennial herb. It flourishes as a weed. Have to add that in my lasagna next time. In disturbed sites, but is rarely found in natural landscapes what does that mean rarely know. found in natural landscape and then it goes on to say like the common dandelion yeah english plantain should be familiar to every missourian what do they look like i don't oh. know the name of them but i'd probably recognize I, them if i saw them i bet it didn't look like it <coughs> oh excuse me <coughs> looks like that oh yeah yeah. I didn't know oh, what they were okay. called. Okay, yeah, so I didn't either. all you podcast listeners you look Google it. really hard into your <laughs> device and you'll see Close your eyes for a minute. Yeah, yeah, and then Corey like showed us the plane. But those see, definitely are bananas. <laughs> no, but did you pull up the picture that looks just like a banana? I saw what you're okay, talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't look like bananas. There's also <laughs> those don't, but no also the in Missouri yes. you have what you call a water plantain. This is what I needed last week. See, and Corey, he said that. He was like, where's Corey? He would know. I know. Yeah. Okay. That's they what look I... like gigantic versions of the plantains that appear as weeds in your yard. They're just bigger versions along the water line. Okay. And they're they're common in Missouri. So, there you go. Well, that, that's what yeah. is pollinating. That. There's actually numerous types of plantain in Missouri, and they're all weeds. So there you go. See, I wonder why they have... Uh, well, the name is for both, for the quasi banana and the weed, because they're two they different things. Come up with a different name. Yeah, yeah. The uh, plantain, <laughs> plantain. That's what they should do. The plantain and nettle. And but here's the weird thing: when I looked from Monday through Thursday all this week, the pollens are only in the medium low category. They're not like sky high. So I don't know. Maybe the hot weather has kind of squashed their pollinating or whatever i don't know what's going on but it's i would say so my tomatoes stopped producing i mean they're still there but they're not growing anymore because it's just super hot they outside. will if it goes down to the 80s but you know it's been this has been a, a hot june oh that. my gosh a very hot june and uh last week i i uh put my theory out i was telling shara i have this theory that Remember what I was saying? Yeah. It's like if you have a really hot June or maybe July, all of a sudden in August, we have a really cool way. Under, I mean, and I've seen that happen two or three times where you get like 70. Because a lot 70s. of people are, are fearing that like because we've already had these super high temperatures, this is where we're stuck till September. Yeah. Like I we're don't just going to so. have. The, and I'm like, mm. I don't think so. I And I went on the record last week, you know, mark my words, and I still believe that. I don't know when, but this pattern can't hold this long. It just can't. I mean, I, I guess it could in extreme well, circumstances. Could. Yeah, in extreme circumstances. And there's circ- nothing that says 
oh, we're since it's hot right now, we're for sure going to have a cool August. Yes, it has happened. No, but yeah, a it's, lot it's, it's happened. It's yes. more likely to do that That's than to I'm just saying. stay but in the hundreds. If it doesn't happen, so. it's not going to be fun. What do you mean? If it doesn't cool down, it doesn't cool oh, off. But, oh, but if we'll, it doesn't, oh, we'll we're actually be way just in drought. get used. To, I mean, we'll be in a massive drought, but like our bodies will adjust. Well, we'll the bodies will adjust, adjust, but we're going to have water shortages. We're going to have surely we could have some rain in there somewhere. Even if the temperatures stay hot, there still could be some splattered rain in there. Well, it's kind of like you can have heat without a drought. What I'm afraid of is we're going to have this type of situation where we're going to get this cold front and go bam and like. Half the people are going to get a little rain, and then we're going to have another week right. of crap, you know, just like these hot weathers. That's what I'm afraid of. So let's hope that my hunch in my theory is correct. Once we get to Ju- July or whatever, there's going to be another pattern shift. We'll be cooler. God, I hope so. That's going to be that's going to be something. All right, let's get to the next segment. It's tropical. Yeah, we got some tropics out there, Corey. That thing, I think we have our first, what I would consider our realistic invest or whatever. I mean, it's something that's 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 developed off the Cape Verde. You know, that's where all our storms generally produce and come over. I mean, so mm-hmm. what's up with that, you think? Something to watch. Yeah, I mean it's it's an orange X right now. I mean it was in, it's it it was in what I call the sweet spot in tropical development, and we're getting to that point in time where they're going to start developing out there. Yeah, uh, the, the temperatures are the ocean temperature up there. Oh, and it's if we way can up. keep uh, the Saharan dust at bay and the wind shear out and well that that's the thing i mean ho- hopefully in uh the in other in other news yeah. segment you can kind of update us on the saharan dust thing going on but uh yeah i mean what now from the national hurricane center uh a disturbance about a thousand miles east southeast of the windward islands which is like Corey says right in that sweet spot uh has a 70 percent chance in the five-day outlook of becoming a tropical system. So 70%, it's not 100, so that's why they kept it in the orange, not the red. Uh, they have three X's. Uh, they have the yellow X, the orange X, and the red X. And when you see a red X, yeah, you can probably expect something, you know, in the next, whatever. This is only an orange X. Uh, plus, a small disturbance. Now, this is weird. I mean, it's not going to really mount to anything, but over the, the northern Gulf of, of Mexico, and it's just kind of kind of drift over the next few days, just right along that the border. It's, I think, over uh, southern Alabama, then Mississippi, and then going over. It's not going to really mount do anything but it's you know it's gonna dump some rain it's a weak disturbance and something to watch it's a yellow x and the five-day probability of becoming something is only 20 percent, so that's nothing so in the pacific tropical storm celia uh they kind of missed this one uh they said uh, if you've been following the the tropics forecast from us in the past few podcasts uh celia was supposed to become a big old hurricane as it traveled west, and it right now it's it's not uh, it's only a tropical system, and it's not expected now to become a, a hurricane. So it's a uh, 355 miles southwest of Baja. Uh, the it's the tropical wave, and there's another tropical wave. Uh, now this is something, and I'm, I've been practicing this. Uh, a few hundred miles south southeast of the Gulf of Tehuantepec. Tehuantepec. 
And I'm probably not even saying that right. T-E-H-U-A-N-T-E-P-E-C. Tawantepec. Uh, drifting west northwest. It might become something. Is that near Ridgedale? Uh, no, <laughs> probably closer to Harrison. Oh, so yeah. near Omaha then. Yeah, okay. Omaha. Yeah, gotcha. probably closer to Harrison. So <laughs> anyway, we're watching the tropics. So okay, the wind. Uh, not the wind. The sun <laughs> is really shining down, and people are at the lake. And the weather uh, this week is getting a lot um, more comfortable. So we're going to start really talking about the UV index, which Shara always checks when she goes out to the pool. So this week's weather school is all about the UV index, what it means, and how you can protect yourself against those harmful rays. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. The sun is going to be out in full force today. I better slather on that sunscreen because I heard the UV index is going to be really high. The ultraviolet, or UV, index is an international standard measurement of the strength of sunburn-producing ultraviolet radiation at a particular place and time. The scale was developed by Canadian scientists in 1992 and then adopted and standardized by the UN's World Health Organization and the World Meteorological Organization in 1994. It is primarily used in daily forecasts and aimed at the general public and is increasingly available as an hourly forecast as well. The UV index is designed as an open-ended linear scale directly proportional to the intensity of ultraviolet radiation that causes sunburn on human skin. For example, if a light-skinned individual without sunscreen begins to sunburn in 30 minutes at a UV index of 6, then that individual should expect to burn in about 15 minutes at a UV index of 12. Twice the UV, twice as fast. The purpose of the UV index is to help people effectively protect themselves from UV radiation, which has health benefits in moderation but in excess causes sunburn and skin aging, DNA damage, skin cancer, immunosuppression, and eye damage such as cataracts. Public health organizations recommend that people protect themselves, for example, by applying sunscreen to the skin and wearing a hat and sunglasses if they spend substantial time outdoors when the UV index is at a 3 or higher. When the UV index is presented on a daily basis, it represents UV intensity around the sun's highest point in the sky, called solar noon, halfway between sunrise and sunset. This typically occurs between 11.30 and 12.30, or between 12.30 and 1.30 in areas where daylight saving time is being observed. 
Predictions are made by a computer model that accounts for the effects of sun elevation and distance, stratospheric ozone, cloud conditions, air pollutants, surface albedo, and ground altitude, all of which influence the amount of UV radiation at the surface. The calculations are weighted in favor of the UV wavelengths to which the human skin is most sensitive. The resulting UV index cannot be expressed in pure physical units, but is a good indicator of likely sunburn damage. Because the index scale is linear and not logarithmic, as often in the case when measuring things like brightness or sound, it's reasonable to assume that one hour of exposure at index 5 is approximately equivalent to a half hour at index 10. If outdoors, seek shade and wear sun-protective clothing, a wide-brimmed hat, and UV-blocking sunglasses. Generously apply a broad-spectrum SPF or sun protection factor 30-plus sunscreen every two hours, even on cloudy days, and after swimming or sweating. Bright surfaces such as sand, water, and snow will increase UV exposure. Here are some recommended protections based on the UV index. For a UV index of 0 to 2, it means low danger from the sun's UV rays for the average person. A UV index of 3 to 5 means moderate risk of harm from unprotected sun exposure. Stay in shade near midday when the sun is strongest. A UV index of 6 to 7 means high risk of harm from unprotected sun exposure. Protection against skin and eye damage is needed. Reduce time in the sun between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. A UV index of 8 to 10 means very high risk of harm from unprotected sun exposure. Take extra precautions because unprotected skin and eyes will be damaged and can burn quickly. Minimize sun exposure between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. A UV index of 11 or more means extreme risk for harm from unprotected sun exposure. Take all precautions because unprotected skin and eyes can burn in minutes. When interpreting the UV index and recommendations, be aware that the intensity of UV radiation reaching the surface of the Earth depends on the angle of the sun in the sky. Each day, the sun achieves its highest angle, meaning the highest intensity and the shortest shadows, at solar noon, which only approximately corresponds to around noon or 1 o'clock during daylight saving time. UV intensity can be higher or lower for surfaces at different angles to the horizontal. For example, if people are walking or standing outdoors, UV exposure to the eyes and vertical surfaces of the skin, such as the face, can actually be more severe when the sun is lower, such as the end of the summer's day or winter afternoons on a ski trail. UV intensity can nearly double with reflection from snow or other bright surfaces like water, sand, or concrete. Because of the way the UV index is calculated, it technically expresses the risk of developing sunburn, which is caused mostly by UVB radiation, 
However, UVA radiation also causes damage. So what do you do if you get a sunburn? Well, the American Academy of Dermatology recommends the following. For pain relief, take cool baths or showers frequently. Use soothing moisturizers that contain aloe vera or soy. Anti-inflammatory medications such as ibuprofen or aspirin can help with the pain. Keep hydrated and drink extra water. Do not pop the blisters on a sunburn. Instead, let them heal on their own. Protect sunburned skin with loose clothing when going outside to prevent further damage while not irritating the sunburn. A sunburn is no fun, (laughs) so regardless of when you're planning on being outside, always remember to slather on that sunscreen and protect yourself from solar radiation. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there you know how to protect yourself. Sherry, do you use sunscreen? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do too. I do too. I mean, I lather, <laughs> lather my kids up. Uh, well, I will, the kids are the important ones. I yeah. will usually go out for a few minutes without and then put it on. My problem is I wear glasses. So I have to put it on my nose because the sun hits it and I get the nose fry type thing. Depending on the day, though. On those really super hot days where it feels like you're burning two seconds after you're outside, yeah, I just sunscreen up. Definitely. Well, when I go out and play disc golf, I mean, my problem is is I go out there and I get halfway through or like three holes in and I start burning. It's like, oh, crap, I forgot to put it on. But my problem is, is I have to put it on beforehand because if I lather the sunscreen on, then I can't hold on to the disc. So I have to do it preemptively and wash my hands. Or you could spray on sunscreen. I don't see my buddy Phil does that. We do, we do the spray on with our kids because it takes forever for me to lather them all up. Oh well, I only we lather spray them down. My my arms, my ears, my nose, and the back of my neck. That's all I do. The rest of my body can go. You know. <laughs> anyway, so there. <laughs> don't get sunburned. Use your use your head on that. So. Okay, time for in other news. Uh, we don't have much. This is going to be a short podcast. So, Corey, you got anything on the Saharan dust update? We had lots of Saharan dust last week. Lots of haze in the area. It lots was. Lots of colorful hunt- sunsets. It's moved out. We don't have it anymore. So, okay. So, it's kind of done its thing then. It's done its thing. It wasn't super bad. But, uh, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, we got, I mean, you got some incredible drone stuff out yeah. there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, now the sun just kind of looks normal. But the humidity is also lower than I've, I've looked out. Uh, you know, when you have a whole bunch of humidity, it kind of makes another color palette, I guess, is the way yeah. to put it for the sunset. But we haven't had that. So, okay. You got anything else? Because I don't have anything right now. Uh, let's see here. Okay. I might, I might not. Ooh, okay. I don't want to step on my wife's fun facts. Uh oh. Yeah, don't you dare. <laughs> Uh, this week, or on uh, Thursday, I think, back in 1947, Ooh. the community of Holt, Missouri, which is near Kearney, six miles from Kearney, Missouri, which is north of Kansas City, 
they received 12 inches of rain Ooh. in 42 minutes. What? No. What? That's nuts. A foot of rain in under an hour? Here in Missouri. That would Oh my In 1947, guys, that set the world wow. record for the greatest one-hour rainfall accumulation. I had no idea on that one. That's really 12 cool. 12 inches of rain in 47. That would be like a faucet just on. I, I can't imagine looking out. But and over the see, entire sky. Yeah. yeah, but looking out and seeing the amount of rain, I, I just can't fathom. Your basement would have been gone. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can you I, imagine I would have been that? living upstairs. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You wouldn't be able it to drive be, down the streets with that much here. rain coming down that quickly. That, that's the thing. I know. This is in Kearney. Kearney, Missouri. Yeah, well, Holt, which is six miles Holt. from Kearney. Oh, my God. Okay, so after this podcast is over, I am Googling that. I got to go and see that. Oh, yeah. That's cool. There's but, a whole article on it. Because I look, I look outside. I mean, everybody knows you can look out your window, look at, across the street at your neighbor's house, and there's so much rain coming down. But usually that's like two inches an hour. Mm-hmm. This was 12 inches an hour. Oh, dude. Crazy. Crazy. I amount. can't imagine that much water. Wow. That's enough. Is that all yeah, you got? That's all I got. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> I think. Wow. 12 inches an hour. All right, we don't have much, so let's get to the next segment. Get ready to get educated in Shara's fun facts are this week in weather history, whichever one she has prepared for today. So, Shara, what you got planned for today? I have a little bit of both. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, so. Continuing with my summer fun that we started last week. Oh, yeah, okay. Because there was too many for me to do all in one podcast. That's right, right. Uh, popsicles were invented by accident. <laughs> really? If an icy popsicle is your summer treat of choice, you have an 11-year-old boy to thank. According to NPR, the snacks were invented by accident, courtesy of young Frank Epperson of San Francisco in 1905. As the story goes, Epperson had mixed some sugary soda powder with water and left it out overnight. The mixture froze, and it didn't take long for Epperson to realize he made a delicious mistake. He began <laughs> selling Epsicles around his neighborhood. Oh my gosh. And then to a nearby amusement park in 1923. Epsicles. Because his last name was Epperson. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, he finally applied for a patent in 1924. The rest is history. Wow, there you go. I am not. (laughs) 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 Um, These days, you can buy a pool float shaped like pretty much anything. Uh, The water toys aren't just for kids anymore. They have become, you know, become in many, many ranges of shapes and sizes. And and adults love them now, too, from lobsters and ducks, avocados and pizza. However, the largest (laughs) float ever recorded resembled a blue swan. In 2017, AT&T and iHeartRadio created the largest inflatable pool toy of all time, which measured 70.52 by 50.31 by 54.41 feet. So it was 70, almost 71 feet high. Corey, that's insane. 50 feet by, that's... What? I was going to say inches. Like you'd have been like floating way above the water. That ain't right. That is just not right. I mean, I, 
I believe you, but this the whole thing is just not right. I was just, I'm sure, just to get a Guinness World Record. It's, sure. It's in the Guinness World Records for the biggest pool float of all time. But that would take up the entire pool. I, that's what I mean. You'd have to take that on the 70 lake. feet, really? <laughs> like, well, his neck, you know. <laughs> okay. Spotting fireflies, or lightning bugs, as yeah. we call them here, yeah, I love it. is one of the highlights of summer. If you happen to be in the southern Appalachians, you might be able to catch a glimpse of a ghost firefly. And you'll know it if you see it because it will glow a unique blue-green shade instead of the standard yellowish-white. Really? In the Appalachians? In the Appalachians. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Can I interject just really? Yes. My mother <laughs> told me the fireflies were out. See, when I was little, we'd go make lightning bug rings. Did you do that? I wasn't that cruel. Well, they're not cruel. You but... gotta kill them. You gotta pull their little lighter off. Uh, they're lighter. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, pinch their they're butt bug off. They're lighter. <laughs> yeah. Pinch I their don't know. butt off. Okay, so mom, Sherry does not approve. I remember the. I remember <laughs> friends of mine. I don't think I ever did this. I remember friends of mine that would smash them and smear it all over their skin, and they would light up. No, no, that's just cruel. Right. <laughs> You wrapped it around your finger. <laughs> no, you, no, you just take them and go ping, 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 ping. Like it was something fun in the seventies and eighties. We love the eighties. Okay, so we just okay. Anyway, go on. And honestly, when, and I'm gonna make myself sound stupid, but when I was growing up, like I thought a lightning bug and a firefly were two different things because a lot of people do. They don't. I we mean, called them lightning bugs where I grew up, and then we started learning later about fireflies. But, so yeah, yep, I thought that was that's common. Different. No, 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 that's not stupid at all. That's very common. Now, where was I? <laughs> lightning bugs. Oh, that was it? That was all on the lightning bugs. Okay, sorry. Okay, um, if you don't mind spending a lot of time in the car, you could feasibly visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums in one 30-day road trip. Okay, now wait a minute. What? You can feasibly visit all, all 30, 30 Major League Baseball stadiums in one 30-day road trip. So one a so day. So a new stadium every day. You could go travel to one every day. <clears throat> to help people plan their trips, Harvard analyst Ben Blatt created an algorithm that takes teams' schedules into account to find the shortest possible route based on when they'll be in their stadium. Uh, when schedules aren't considered, the fastest possible trip starts with a visit to Los Angeles. Dodgers move south through Texas, then up the East Coast and back west towards Los Angeles to see the Los Angeles Angels. Why would you not just hit both in the same... Why would you go cross-country? Twice. Anyway... I have questions. Anyway, go on. Yeah, I'm like, wait, what? Anyway... Yeah, there's a super genius at Harvard that came up with a schedule, and he'll help you plan your trip to where you can hit every major league field in 30 days. Why would you want to do that? If you're a major league baseball fan. There are fan. people. There, I'm sure there's tons of people. Yeah, that's true. That I'm there sure are people. that, that Corey there would be like, people. I see the light bulb above his head. Going, hmm, <laughs> next summer. <laughs> Corey set up. It's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. Yeah, we should do that. Instead of a cruise, we'll go to every single. I mean. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could fly, get there even faster, but I don't know. I, this is a car trip. Like, why can't you just fly? Well, but it's like one. In, I don't know. But you're true. Their flights could you could be delayed or 
and miss trying one. Trying to get a new flight and every miss day. Yeah. One of the 30 in 30 days. Okay. That is a lot of time in the car from Los Angeles to New York, all the way back to Los Angeles in 30 days. Yeah, and I'm with Corey. People do that. Oh, they will totally People do that. People will do that because they have totally. absolutely no job. Well, they have jobs and they make a lot of money, and so they take a 30 day <laughs> so they vacation. Get 30. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, this date in weather history. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, today, June 26th, 1807, lightning struck a gunpowder factory in the small European country of Luxembourg, killing more than 300 people. Oh, my gosh. The Luxembourg disaster may have been the most deadly lightning strike in history. And there was lots of tornadoes this week over the years, but I didn't go through them all, so... Yeah, well, it's June. I, I like mean, We're just out of one. May. Well, yeah. Well, actually, at the end of June, yeah. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. Oh, that's all you got? Okay. I have one. Okay, Corey, what you got? On this date and weather history. Oh, I love say it. a fun fact? I love it. Oh, my goodness. On this date, June 26th in 1959. Oh, I think I missed. I skipped over this one. Okay. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> I the almost National did it. National Weather Service's first <laughs> WSR-57. Which Ooh. is weather surveillance radar was commissioned in Miami, Florida. Ah! This site was part of a of a larger effort to implement advanced weather radars in hurricane prone areas. Gotcha. Nineteen fifty nine radar. That's had quite be, a while. Had to be pretty high def, right? Well, they probably yeah, had right? the super <laughs> the super res. Uh, dual pole that we have today. Yeah, I think it's probably like a pigeon going... So in 19, that was in 1959. Well, guess what happened? Uh-oh. What? It was destroyed by Hurricane Andrew in 1992. Well, they didn't pre-think that one, nope. did I they? didn't read the whole thing. I just read that they launched it, and I was like, meh. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't read They launched it. a radar? Well... They, well, yeah, no, they they, they, they they launch yeah, anything new. They activate it. Yeah. They launch a new product. You launch everything. Well, it was a radar. And it yeah, got, but I mean, it was there for a long time till, till the nineties. So and the hurricane, hurricane Andrew came in, took it out. The hurricanes take out new radars all the time. Look at all those. They do. Lake even Charles, now. Louisiana lost theirs, and they had to build a new. Yep. One. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you know, if if anybody is radar savvy. If you look at radar scope or any type of radar, when you get to the southeastern states like Louisiana, all the way over to whatever, there's a lot of radars. There's a lot mm-hmm. of them. I mean, more than you would think because if one goes out, you've you got another one to take over. Yeah, there's lots of back. I thought that was really interesting. I'm quite proud of myself. Oh, yeah. On Friday, <clears throat> the day we got all the rain and the lightning uh-huh. and the thunder, uh, my children and I were at the pool. Of course, yes. and uh, we had the baby, and there was clouds around us, but not like directly over us. It was still very hot and sunny where we were at, but I could see some gray clouds around us. And I checked the radar, and I'm like, mm, "Nope, nothing here." There was literally nothing over Branson, but then we started. It started getting a little bit darker, and then we kind of started getting a little bit of sprinkles, which. Most of us at the pool, we were all thinking, this is it. We're going to get some sprinkles, and it's going to be done. But I pulled up the radar, and I'm like, ooh, there's a little pop-up storm just south of here. Like, it looked like it was maybe coming from, you know, like, just above Harrison, that area. But Mm -hmm. I was like, I think we should go in. 
and I made all the kids leave, even though it was still very hot and it was just barely sprinkling. And they love to play in the pool when it's raining, which is weird. I mean, I guess you're already wet, so whatever. But yeah, so we, I was like, we packed up and we went in and within minutes is when it just boom, started pouring. And I was like, "Hmm, glad we went in when we did. We'll say, okay, which drop would you like? You want the kids cheer, the applause, the ding, what would you like? Let's do some applause. Okay. There you go. You got some applause. You are smart cookie. There was a gentleman at the pool that did not believe me. He's like, ah, it'll blow over. <gasps> he stayed there, and I saw Say, him hey, running. Hey, I am Mrs. Stormdor, okay? <laughs> I saw him running for his apartment a couple minutes later. Did you go, ha, <laughs> ha? Did, did you point and laugh? I, I mean, sure, but he couldn't see me. <laughs> Okay, so the WSR like, 57 in Miami lasted for yeah. 35 years before it was taken out. 35? By a hurricane. Well, 59 to, well, not oh, quite yeah, 59, yeah, yeah, 59 yeah. to 90s. Okay. The Springfield radar goes out when it might sprinkle. You know what I'm I'm sorry. That's funny. I am sorry, but it that is hilarious. <laughs> you, you are so right. It took because, a hurricane to take that one out. Oh, my but. God. Oh my God, that's hysterical. Ours gets offended by some So newer is not necessarily better, right? Well, we know that from appliances over the that's years. That's hysterical. But you're right, because I checked the other day, and and I, I called the... I mean, it was like sunny and hot, and I checked the radar, and it's like, one hour and ten minutes old. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that is hysterical. Oh, Okay. Anyway, uh, where are we at in this podcast? <laughs> oh, I'm done. You are done. You know, do you have anything else, Corey? Because nah. okay, this is <laughs> we're doing, it's time for the next segment, which I'm not sure how this is going to go, but we're going to try it. It's the weather word of the week. Now it's time for the storm dart weather weather word you of the. You are joking. <laughs> weather word of the week and. <laughs> Say this on air? Yes, you can because it's a weather term. Are you sure? I I think y'all I can are just show messing. you the glossary from the National Weather Service archive. I think you and Corey are messing with me. You're like, let's get her to Corey say did, this Corey, out loud. Corey doesn't know. I didn't confer with Corey. Corey's working twenty four seven, so I was like, I, didn't I think even. I think you're all right. So sure. I think you're just wanting to hear me say this out loud, I and know, it's not it, a real it, word. Corey is ready to. Pipe in. <laughs> so, sure, what is this week's stormed our weather, weather word slash phrase of the week? If we get letters, <laughs> send them to uh, Shara. Families at, write me letters. Yeah, Shara at stormdarweather.com. <laughs> okay, what is this week's word? Texas hooker. That is it. The <laughs> Don't this Google is- that. Yeah. I was saying. <laughs> Don't Google that word. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. But this phrase, no, this is a legit <laughs> weather term, the Texas hooker. So, I share it. I feel tell like me. the definition is going to even be worse. No. Just, What's just it? in the terms of. Okay. What is the definition? Low pressure systems that originate in the panhandle region of Texas and Oklahoma which initially move east and then hook or recurve more northeast toward the upper Midwest or Great Lakes region. In winter, these systems usually deposit heavy snows north of their surface track. uh, Thunderstorms may be found south of the track. Yeah. So So these should be like Texoma hookers. 
Because <laughs> they occur in Texas and Oklahoma. We call them Texomas. Texo. Got them Texoma hookers. Tex- I was afraid where this was going to go. Now. Okay, yeah. No, th- this is real. This is an actual real phrase. It's like why don't they just call it a Texas hook storm? Okay, it's, it, it forms a hook. It's okay. Email nationalweatherservice.com. dot <laughs> Change the name. <laughs> it's actually okay. That's the actual thing. It's really a thing. Well, it's like when it's like aquatard, and you're like, no. It's like, no, that's a real thing. It's all context. I mean, they're not called hookers anymore. They're called escorts. Okay. Well, so it's we... a Texas escort. <laughs> okay. So the. Escorted into Oklahoma. Texas escort. Well. <laughs> okay, I'm done now. Did we just go off the rails? I'm, I'm done. That's all I'm I got. afraid we're going off the rails here. I don't, I don't know if we're going off the rails. Anyway. <laughs> I think I think we better get done. You have anything else, Corey? Uh-oh. He's getting oh, close to the Corey, mic. Corey's getting next to the microphone. Okay, what you got? The Texas hookers. Yeah, it's also a fishing club out of Dallas. A fishing. I could see that. Okay. I could see a bunch okay. of guys making the name Texas. Okay. Yeah. All right. But it's also called a panhandle hooker. Okay. As in the Texas. See, it, it's real. I'm saying it's real. I'm sure it's real. It just doesn't sound very nice. No, it doesn't sound like what because it's a, no. I'm not saying it sounded nice. That's technically what it is, and it's not dirty. This is a G-rated podcast. I gotcha. <laughs> I'm out of hooker jokes. Okay. On. Oh gosh. Okay, we're going off the rails. So, all right. So, Corey, you gonna work all the rest of the week? Uh, probably. No, he'll so. get a couple yeah. of days off. Okay. Here's the big question I have for you. On your day off, did you get a chance to kayak? No. No. It was too hot. But I thought, but okay. Tammy Cobble is like 45 degrees, okay? Well, the first day he's off, he has to like recoup. Well, uh, tr- okay, I get so that. So he just I chills. get that. Yeah. And we went to the pool. Yeah. We pretty much was lazy. The second day. Oh, yeah. Except for that second day. <clears throat> we got this brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. We slept in. We had a very nice, relaxing, Good. calm morning. Good. And we ate lunch, and then we thought, let's go to the storage unit where all of our furniture is currently being stored. <laughs> and let's find our couch because we miss our super comfy couch. Oh. And we got to this. We're like, ah, we'll just look around. We'll see if it's far back or whatever. Yeah. And we get there, and when we got there, it was kind of overcast, cloudy. So it wasn't too bad, wasn't too hot. That's we good. Kind of shaded. Uh, but FYI, it's like 200 degrees in those storage units. They are. That's true. Um, it was all the way at the back. Oh, of course it was. But we were of like, of course it was. You know, we were looking at the stuff in front of it. We're like, that is nothing. We can move that stuff. No big deal. We got this. So we started moving stuff. It's just you two, right? Just the two of us. Oh gosh. Okay. We started moving stuff, and we're moving it, you know, out into the drive area, you know, into the parking lot of the storage unit. Right. Right. And you know, by then we're halfway in, so it's like we're looking around at the mess we've made, thinking. This was not our best plan, <laughs> but we've come too far. We're yeah, halfway yeah. there yeah, now. You, you've committed. We so. got to finish. <laughs> you've committed. It, the sun came out and it got so oh, hot. No. Plus, just being in the building was even hotter. Uh, we had to call. Our, we took like one water each, you know, thinking we weren't going to be there very long. 
but yeah, we went through those waters very quickly. And oh, I seriously no. was, I dehydrate quickly, always yeah. have. I at one point was like seeing spots and getting oh, that's very lightheaded. I was like, I am going to pass out. Like I have got to sit down. So I'm oh my like, gosh. laying out on the couch <laughs> in the on sun. On the couch. <laughs> <laughs> we got the couch out. <laughs> But then it was like, okay, now we have to put all of this stuff back. We have to put, and like it was packed to the ceiling and all the way back. How many kids do you have? Um, five. Okay, should some of them help but you? But we didn't like. Yeah, that's why I told him. I was like, you know, if we had brought in like a couple of the boys with us, this would be super fast. But we just thought we were going to run over there for a minute. But yeah, we got to that point where we were looking at each other like this was. Stupid! Like, what were <laughs> this we is thinking? not not what we wanted. So to Grant do. had to save us and bring us some more water. Oh, um, but he wasn't feeling good. I, ho- I was hoping we could commission him to help, but he oh, wasn't gosh. feeling good. So we we sent him back home. Well, he has to, to work. Yeah. And Garen was watching the two little ones. So so you, yeah. And Grayson I mean, is Grayson like, was in Oklahoma. Oh, so he could. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like I said, not our best thought out plan. If we were thinking, we would have taken you know made sure at least the two older boys could go with us. But oh hey, God. we got it all back in. Okay, good. We got the couch out near the edge so that we can get to it and clean it, and we survived. And the huge part is that we worked really well together. We didn't argue, and good. we didn't try to kill each other. That's a good thing. Like, that was the impressive part That's of a great being thing. stuck in 200 degrees for three hours together. Because I would be really cranky. Generally, when we're trying to do a massive project like that in the heat, yeah, we would get kind of snappy at each other, but yeah. we pressed on. That's we awesome. We worked through the heat, and we worked through the and, pain. And you got a nice couch in your apartment now. Yes. There you go. Our nice, soft, comfy couch. Do wait, wait, after. Yeah, I'll give you a ding on that. So, okay. So Corey's asleep. So yeah, uh, he's Shara, checked out. Yeah, we need, we need we need to wrap this up. Don't we? All right. You got anything else, Sarah? I'm out of information. Okay. Uh, anyway, stay safe. We got a little respite from the heat. Uh, the heat kicks back in on Thursday, where we get back in the 90s. So enjoy these next few days. Monday Monday's going to be stellar. Uh, Tuesday and then Wednesday's going to be a little bit warmer. So, you know that you know that the thing. Hydrate. Use sunscreen. You know the drill. So, all right, let's uh, wrap check this on thing the elderly. up. Yeah, check on the elderly. Thank you. Uh, okay, so let's wrap this thing up. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>